Did everybody hear the word that was brought through one of our children's ministry students? He said, you got to love your neighbor and comfort your brother. That's very profound. Often when the Lord speaks to us, it's very simple but very profound. And I just don't want to make... Okay, I want to make sure that no one misses that. So what, what was the word? Who heard the word? What is it? And comfort your brother. Obviously, ladies, you'll have to include yourself in that. He's, he's too young to be sexist, I'm sure. I know his parents, they raised him to understand full respect for everyone. That's a beautiful thing. You know, sometimes the greatest comfort you can offer somebody isn't how profound your wisdom is. It's just you being with them. Just sitting next to somebody, maybe being a listening ear, looking for an opportunity to speak life and truth, encouragement, hope, whatever the Lord gives you. But sometimes the first step is just to be intentional. And uh, that was an instruction word to love our neighbor and to comfort each other. Everybody okay with that? As we were just singing majesty, I'll just share this very quickly. I don't have my earpiece on today because I'm not sharing the main message today. Our brother, uh, Pastor David Cordeaux, has just arrived back from Asia. I think he's touched just about every piece of uh, the countries over there. It seemed like I couldn't keep up with the travels, but uh, he's going to minister to us this morning and some testimonies of the trip and a slideshow that they've prepared but as we sang about majesty, it, it was just so, as my mind just went quickly to the, the manger, the, the fact that the majestic name above every name, we were singing about his power this morning, about his position and how much he has the ability to take care of our lives. And that majesty, that, that kingliness, majesty is a name that you give to, well, we used to give it to the queen when we had a queen in England, right? Her majesty. Is it His Majesty now, I guess? I don't know. I'm not, I don't follow. I think it's His Majesty, right, Wendy? His Majesty. I'm not even sure who he is. If that's offensive, I'm so sorry. It's one of those. Charles. Thanks, Wendy. I knew. I'm just picking on Wendy this morning. That We don't maybe understand majesty to the degree that someone that comes from a monarchy would, being a democracy here uh, in America. But the, the idea that that the name above every name would then come to earth and be birthed in the presence of shepherds, people that the class system of that day would have said, they're the ones just out there, they're smelly, they're not the ones that anybody should be concerned about, they just make sure we have wool for our clothes and food for our tables, but they're kind of a layer removed from the everyday life, and yet Jesus, the majestic name above every name, when it's time to reveal his plan on earth, he comes through uh, into that environment, into that place where if we were going to do it now and we were trying to really promote something and get it out there and get notices and likes and shares and followers and all that stuff, we'd want to try to tap into the most, the people with the highest levels of following. We'd want to make sure that he came and was at the, he arrived at the top, not at the bottom. And yet Jesus in his majesty decides to come that way, decides to be uh, at the lowest of low. And if you look at his ministry, he often appeared to the lowest of the low. He went into the houses of those who he wasn't apparently by the religious standards supposed to go to those houses. And yet that's where he went uh, for a good meal. And I th 
it, it, it's, it's contrary to the way that we would think of someone with majestic power and ability. Yet he revealed his power. He didn't, he didn't compromise. He came into those environments and brought light and transformation to those people. But I just want to encourage you, many of us know that, that that way of understanding his majesty is very humbling and it's very relatable to us. But I just felt in worship as we just, I had my eyes closed and holding my grandson and I'm a hand on my, my son and just the sense that he has revealed himself that way through history. But the final revelation of Jesus Christ, he's not coming that way. He says every eye will see him and it says every knee will bow. Whether you believe in him or not, it won't matter. The glory and the true majesty, when it is revealed and the holiness of who he is, there won't be, a, nothing in the human ability will be able to stand in the presence and the revelation of that majesty, which is said to wrap up the end of this earth age and introduce the reign of Jesus Christ, which will follow and then lead us into eternity forever and ever, where we as spiritual beings will be able to be in the presence of his majesty outside of time without intimidation and fear because we will have been revealed to be just like him because his spirit has birthed us anew, anew into his family. And I just want to encourage you with that. There's a lot of trepidation and fear people have about what's happening on the world and who's who's the persecuted groups and who's suffering and these things are important and they have merit but compared to the majesty whose presence we will be in for eternity and the power that he actually has but has chosen to kind of veil it when he returns it will not be veiled any longer it'll be fully out on display it says he'll rule the nations with a rod of iron he's not coming back to play church and to play games and to play with niceties and politenesses he's coming back to set things in order that he has also called us as his church and representatives to set into order even now before he returns. And that's why we believe in the Holy Spirit's work in our lives, in our ministry. That's why we go to places. why we had a missions team come back last week from India and testify of the supernatural abilities of the majesty of our God. And yet their seeds, their little hints, their smells, their aromas, they're just foretastes of the reality of what will happen when the true reigning majesty the king of the universe is revealed for the final time on planet Earth, and he is coming back, and he's coming back for a glorious bride, and he's included us in that return as his bride, the church. And I just want to encourage you with that this morning. Don't get distracted with the uncomfortabilities of now. Get your eyes focused on the reality of we have someone who will not leave humanity alone forever. He has promised to come back. And you can sense, I don't know if you can sense, but I can certainly, you can just feel it in your spirit, in your, wherever you feel things spiritually. The arrival and the return is closer than it was certainly than when we started our lives. And that's been true for a lot of generations. And so we're just grateful for that. Encourage yourself with that. When it feels like nothing's changing, oh, it's changing. And it's that much closer to when it's really going to change. And he's not coming back for anything less than shock and awe. Shock and awe. <laughs> the ones that hate him the most, that believe in him the least, it says their knees are going to hit the ground too. There won't be any denying it because those created by that force will suddenly realize they're in the presence of that which created them. And there won't be any, the DNA within people's body will not be able to stand it. will know that's who wrote the recipe. There's no longer a debate about it. That's who's coming back for his church. And I just want to, I'm encouraged by that. It's overwhelming to try to find details of how that all works. And so don't get distracted with that. Just know it in your heart. This is the promise of the one who has left us here to do a job, to love our neighbor, to comfort one another until he returns. 
And so I don't want to add much to that. I just felt like that was just burning in my heart. And if I didn't share it, I was going to go home and have to repent. Um, so I hope that touched somebody. I hope that gives you something to pray into and just prepare your heart. Ask the Lord to help you prepare your heart for this reality of the bridegroom who comes back for his bride. Um, so with that, I know we have a slideshow. I'm not sure if I should call Pastor David first or Lois or uh, Nolia, but we're so glad you guys are back. Can we just applaud these guys? Just stand up at the at post-retirement. We used to say retirement age. Now they're post-retirement age, whatever that is. That's just the season after retirement age. But they're just going and going and going. And uh, we're just so glad that God has placed them in our midst. And there's teams that have gone with them from Kings Fire Church. And we love you. We're glad you're back. And thanks for everyone that prayed. And Praise God. Amen. Amen. God, God is great. Good to be here. I've not had to get used to the cold again. We've been like 95 degrees, 101 heat index. Amen. We've been in Philippines, Cambodia, and Vietnam uh, six weeks. And a lot of people realize that we uh, were in Zambia, Africa, the same team, my wife and I and Lois, uh, in September. We had only been back about three months till we led, headed for Asia for six weeks. So, amen. So maybe I'll get a little old for this. I don't know, but God is so good. And we're going to have a slide presentation. I'll have my wife start heading up here. I want her to share her testimony before I turn it over to Lois. And I'm thankful that Lois came with us. Uh, you know, we're, we're not as young as we used to be. And the trip was hard, but it'd been a lot harder without her help. Amen. A few times she had to help get us out of seats and stuff like that. Uh, amen. But uh, I'm going to have my wife share her testimony. And uh, I want you to know that all the miracles we'll talk about, we have a lot of miracles to talk about today. And I have some word to share with you. And the thing is, everything that we saw over there happens right here. That Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Everything he ever was, he is right now. Amen. Every miracle we see, we see now over 12,000 miracles. I know Lois says I need to up it. She says, You've been seeing that over three years now. But anyway, I'm, I keep it low, but over 12,000 miracles worldwide brought to you by my sponsor, Jesus Christ. Amen. <clears throat> and I'm not into religion. I have a relationship with Jesus. Amen. I have a, a, a relationship with Holy Spirit. I'm going to talk about Holy Spirit in a little while. I need Holy Spirit. I, I need you, Holy Spirit. And so I'll let my wife share her testimony. Take your liberty. Praise the Lord. Um, it's so good to be back. You know, even as missionaries, I, I can say for my own self, it's so different whenever you're far off and you just want to hear somebody or you just want to uh, see somebody. And um, we, we did go to uh, the Philippines. The Philippines was beautiful, nice and hot. But uh, there were so many people, and, and one person kept reminding us, it's been over five years since you came here. Well, when we went, they had the earthquakes, and they haven't had any since, but they had the two earthquakes. And then um, with COVID and everything, it closed them down. And so they were just kind of building up again like we are. But um, there were so many beautiful people, and they had so many lives that were touched. And they were just glad to see us, and we were glad to see them. But... Um, most of all, there was many people that were healed. And then we went to uh, Cambodia. And uh, Cambodia was an, another one that um, it was just so different. All these different places are, you know, different people and everything. And one thing I can say is they love you. 
and when they love you, you know, they try to do everything they can to help you out. But um, God, in turn, healed quite a few people. I had one lady that uh, we had went to a, a women's conference, and they had asked us to go, and we had to put it off for two days. So Saturday morning, bright and early, we had to go. And um, it was just beautiful. The, you walked in, you felt the presence of God, and they were just singing and everything. They were so happy. And uh, we ended up praying for quite a few. And, and um, one of the ladies I prayed for, she was completely healed. And she was so excited. That's why I'm wearing her, her band. She was so excited. She came up to me. And she says, you got to take this. And I said, no, that's yours. She said, it's brand new. I want you to take it. So enjoy it. And so I took it. But um, it's just it's something else. You meet so many different people. And um, a lot of them were really receptive to the word and everything. And then we went on to Vietnam. And um, in Vietnam, we kind of went some of the old places that we went before. And uh, there was quite a few people where they were enjoying their uh, celebration of Tet. So that kind of knocked quite a few things out. But... Uh, and all the things that happened, God was so gracious. He healed so many people's life, and he changed so many people's life. And I just thank him for it. Thank you. Mabuhai, which means welcome. <laughs> and then I'll give you one more, which is uh, salamit, which is thank you all for having us. And um, this was my, I guess, technically my third mission trip because when I was very young in high school, I did an in, in the U.S. mission trip to the Appalachians. But um, it's just so amazing to go to these countries and, and see these people and to feel their hearts and their openness. And like in the Philippines, they're just so respectful and they were all calling me mama and pastor. And I'm like, who are you talking to? <laughs> Um, and they're just so kind. The family, Pastor Jojo and, and his family were just so gracious and um, made a terrific friend there and uh, who's a widow and, and raising four kids. And just the connections you make with these people are just so like how you think it's going to be in heaven, you know. <laughs> and, um, of course, we saw so many, God doing so many great things, miracles of the body and the spirit and the heart and um, just watching people just fall on the floor in repentance and, and receiving so much from the Lord. And, um, you know, the, I don't know what I was expecting when I went, but um, the countries are much more modern than I thought, <laughs> at least most of the areas we went to. We went to remote areas also, so you got a good feel for how people live in other areas of the world. And, but it was just so great to see, you know, as much as you think we're different, you know, we all have a lot in common. And most of all, just, you know, loving the Lord and believing in the things that he can do and how he just wants to pour out his spirit on all people. And so um, turning it back to you to do the slides or? Okay. So I guess we're going to, okay. Yeah, we're going to start the slides. So we're going to start with the first, our first trip was Philippines for two weeks. Go ahead. And this is my friend Eden, who's the widow I was telling you about. And her testimony was that um, she had never known the Holy Spirit the way that we presented it. So she was just taken to her knees, speaking in tongues, and just 
you know, totally changed her life because she didn't understand how the Holy Spirit could live in her, not just be with her, which was amazing. Go ahead. And this is Rochelle, and Rochelle's story is amazing, too, because she is Pastor JoJo's, um, uh, he's her guardian, I think, and uh, yeah, semi-adopted, but she also takes care of his three-year-old daughter, so when we were ministering, she would have to be busy with the little girl, and she had all kinds of female problems, and medicine and doctors, they are so expensive that were, you know, something for us that would be as simple as going to get hormone replacement therapy for her was almost impossible. So she couldn't make it up to the front to get prayer, but she told me in a, in a message that a few days later that she was completely healed. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so go ahead. And you want to take it from here? We'll hop back and forth. This is Pastor Jojo's sons. And some of you heard me share the testimony that many years ago I was there preaching. And I, we're in a worship service. And all of a sudden I looked out and I saw two children. One was nine years old. One was 12 years old, three years apart worshiping God and just twirling in the spirit, worshiping God. But they weren't there. I saw them in the spirit room. I saw them as plain as them look at you. And I stopped everything called Jojo and Odessa, Pastor Jojo Odessa. And I prophesied. I said, you're going to conceive. You're going to have a child. Three years later, you'll have the second one. Amen. It happened just like God said. She had a child. Three years later, she had a second. We went this time. This is the two children. The little girl was nine. The little boy is 12. The exact age I saw in the spirit realm. Amen. Worshiping God. I mean, just like I'm looking at you, just twirling, worshiping God. When there was none, the doctor said, you'll never have a child. But we have another report. Hallelujah. Amen. So, yeah, there's all kinds of stories we'll be telling about barren wombs that open. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, this was our, our first night there in Philippines. We met with Pastor Jojo's Bible students. So this is us worshiping with them and, and ministering to them. Then we went up into the mountains, which was absolutely beautiful. Uh, we were in, in the city for the most part, but then we would head out to the mountains. And this was the pastor and his wife, who tremendous worshipers, tremendous hearts for God. They were just amazing. Go ahead. Yeah, she was amazing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, she was just flowing with uh, love and joy. Yeah, it was, and it was quite a large group. We had uh, probably about 60, 70 people in that one. Yeah. Go ahead. This is um, a woman came over. To, it's really f- kind of challenging sometimes with the language barrier, trying to minister to people. So a woman came up to me and grabbed me and pulled me over, and she had her phone, and she's trying to tell me something, which I'm trying to figure out. And I finally figured out that it turned out to be her daughter was on the phone, and she was in on another island in the Philippines but needed prayer. And she had kidney stones and some other issues. And so I prayed for her, and I got a message from her a few days later that she was completely healed. And this is that same meeting. We're just going to kind of flip through a few of these. This is the, gr- the whole group. And we, got, we had one night, this was a um, little cafe that was by the beach in, in uh, Philippines. And we 
the woman who owns it just is a Christian and said, you know, anytime a Christian group wants to use it, they can use it for free. So she set it up for us, amazing woman. And we just had an outpouring of the spirit. They were just people crying and people getting prayer and um, just really got to minister to them very deeply at that meeting. Especially this woman, she was just so moved. (laughs) Keep going. This gentleman too, he was on the worship team and he was just overwhelmed. this was um, a large part of the group was pastors and their leadership, so we were helping them with that. So this gentleman, if I remember correctly, he was had a deaf ear, right? Yeah, so, and uh, there was a gentleman standing behind him, and David told him, whisper to him, and he held the other ear, and he, he, he said something really, really softly, and the guy went, huh? <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> And this was another area in the mountains. So we did two areas in, the, in about an hour and 15 minutes outside of the city. And just this was uh, us imparting uh, financial blessings to them because they are you know, really struggling. And after that second group of meetings, we, um, we went to this little town square, basically, and to a a big pavilion, and we got to worship out there, and um, we had some police officers that were following us, just to be sure, because apparently we were the first light-skinned people in the area, so they just wanted to make sure we were safe. So we had to, like, pick them up on the way in, and then they came with us, and we ended up ministering to them, too. They came for prayer after almost every meeting. And this little girl, had had been in a motorcycle accident when she was younger, four, and now she's about six, seven. No, she's eight. Um, and the bridge of her nose was just completely collapsed. And when David prayed for her, it just filled right in. And that was our friends, the, the police officers. <laughs> yeah, they were pretty well armed. <laughs> Didn't want to mess with them. <laughs> And this was, uh, they got to do, uh, I wasn't there that day, but they did a marriage training. So we got to, you know, minister. You want to fill out that one? Yes, we did two days of miracle training all day long. to try. These are tribal people in the Philippines up the mountains. And the next day I was going to do my marriage enrichment training like I did down here a while back. And uh, they were speaking about 40 people. They ordered food. Well, over 80 showed up. What happened is the tribal people were being healed those first two days, told their friends and relatives about the miracles, and they all showed up, amen, for, for the miracles and healings. And so uh, God really moved in, in a mighty way with this group, and uh, we had a lot of fun um, with Shannon being with us, amen. <laughs> she laughs a lot in my marriage training, amen. But uh, Pastor Jojo kept giggling about going to his knees a few times in the last lesson for some reason. Don't bother me at all. I mean, amen. I can keep a straight face to teach it all. So, but God moved in, in a mighty way. And in, in that meeting she talked about right before that, uh, when I was the financial miracle, uh, the Spirit of God moved so strong. And suddenly, it, while I was ministering, I realized the Holy Spirit manifested. I actually saw a manifestation right about the middle of the congregation. And when I saw it, I announced it. See, a lot of times you must announce what you see. 
to trigger it. A lot of people, well, I saw that. No, sometimes you have to announce it. When I did, it increased greatly, and the Spirit of God moved in a mighty way, like, like He's moving here already. He's already doing it in here right now. Amen. We're going to talk about Holy Spirit in a moment. Praise God. But I want you to understand that God is doing this. We need Him. Okay. Go ahead. You can keep going. Oh, okay. So, and then we had another nose that was crooked, the con- that straightened out completely. And this was some of the pastors. Uh, Sunday mornings, we kind of split up and had done two different churches, and then the next Sunday, we, s- we flipped. So I gave a message at one church, and he gave a message at the other, and then we all met up for lunch. So, go ahead. And the woman in the middle in the, in the black, we had a new house, so we went to bless it. And then we moved on to Cambodia. We actually spent three weeks in Cambodia. It was supposed to be two weeks in each place, but because of the Chinese New Year, most of Vietnam was shut down, so we ended up changing the schedule. And it was such a blessing because they actually canceled our flight so that we got a refund for the flight that we couldn't take. (laughs) Right. And these are some of the um, children at the first stop, little, little, basically, lot in the middle of rice fields, but they were very sweet. This woman uh, had arthritis, and that's Pastor uh, Sarong, Sarun, and uh, she, she had arthritis, and I prayed for her, and she started jumping up and down, and they just started laughing, and I grabbed my camera. <laughs> and the gentleman to the, to the left is Pulak, who was our guide and our translator and was pretty much indispensable. He was amazing. And this was another little church. Uh, it was quite a bit of driving. Some of these trips were about two, three hours out from our location. Yeah. Yeah. Calso. Calso was her name. <laughs> yeah, she was, she's a very, and she can sing like you can't believe in her, in the, you know, that, uh, that sing-songy kind of way that they do is amazing. Go ahead. And we attended um, uh, Pastor Saran's church that morning. Sure, go ahead. You see the coffin up there? Well, it, don't worry, it's empty. The ladies lay, they had the body laying on a table right behind me. I didn't know they were, had that. They were getting ready for a cremation. They're, you know, it, right, right behind on a table. It's covered with sheet, and they uncover her face and start putting grease all over her face. So yeah, I got 15 minutes to preach. I didn't know they were doing it like that. We did not say for the cremation. We could have. But I was exhausted. I didn't want to say all afternoon while they finished. But anyway, but the thing is, God moved in a mighty way. And one of the ladies got up, uh, Mary too. She probably be maybe one of the photos. She began to testify, and she began to share about people that we prayed for on former trips, know you and I, and they had cancer, and they were all healed. And I didn't know anything about it. All these years, I knew nothing about it. And you'll hear some other stories she will share in just a moment. But, I mean, just cancer after cancer after cancer is healed of people who are alive today. Amen. That we didn't know about. So a lot of times, you know, when we say we're 12,000 miracles, we, we have somebody we don't even know about. Okay. <laughs> well... One person thought it was a dead service. <laughs> okay, so these are, I'm sorry, I have to look to get her name right because it's a little difficult. Uh, it's Sray Leek is this woman. 
And 15 years before we were there, at a, in a, at a past trip that Pastor David and Nolia made, they prayed for her barren womb, and this girl, Lexi, is the result. And she was just an amazing woman of God. Just Even during worship, she really stood out and was worshiping God with her whole heart and just gave this very heartfelt testimony because barrenness is not just, you know, a disappointment for them. It's a curse. Like, they literally are ostracized. They are, you know, their husbands will leave them. And she was just, you know, she was very aware of that and communicated all of that to everyone there. And the son is named David. <laughs> yeah, there's several Davids that are going to show up in here. <laughs> but she was very sweet. She also took us out to dinner one night, and she brought half her family, including her sister, who's also now barren, and uh, her husband, who had never accepted Christ, so he was able to get the gospel, and we said the sinner's prayer. So, yeah. So, yeah, they, and sh Lexi wants to come to the U.S. and become a pilot, I think it was. Nolia, right? Yeah, very, very sweet girl. Okay, you can go on. And keep going. And that's them hugging her afterwards, which I thought was really sweet. And this is uh, Mary Sue, who was talking about, talking about all the miracles and the cancers. This is her husband, who it turns out um, works for Gideon Bibles. And that was how he was saved when he was a soldier during uh, the Vietnam War and, the, and after that uh, with the uh, situation there with Pol Pot and the, um, how communism took over and the Khmer Rouge took over. Very sad in that country because we did go visit um, the second picture up there of that temple. It's really not a temple. It's actually uh, what they call a supta where there were bones buried because of all the people that had been killed when they, uh, Pol Pot took out a quarter of the population. So we spent a lot, quite a bit of time with him talking about those times and what, what this country has been through. Because just like people, if you've ever known people that had relatives that were in the Holocaust, almost everybody in Cambodia had relatives that were killed. Whole families wiped out. So, yeah. It was, it was incredible getting to know him. This was a little church in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Can't even tell you where they were because <laughs> some of it was like uh, Praving province and another province. Um, and this is kind of how they live where they have these, these huts that are up on stilts and then underneath is where they kind of have living quarters and a, a table. And so some of the stories that David tells, he talks about like the cane beds. This is where they would be located. Go ahead. I just love this photo. This was the pastor of that church. And this is the whole group. It was really fun for me because I'm, I don't get to spend a lot of time with kids, but everywhere we went, the kids just were instantly attracted to me. And it was so fun. I had such a good time. <laughs> yep, and, and this little girl uh, in the yellow, uh, they start, David started talking and, you know, his kind of usual thing that he talks about, the barren wombs and how he had been there before and had prayed for a woman who she, he, he knew she had had a son named David. And there was, all of a sudden there was this whisper that went through the crowd and they go, they're all like talking and, and they go, come on, stand up, stand up. And she, the little girl stood up. She was his younger sister. Yeah. Can you go back one? Yeah, this little girl here. 
So I'm like, stop everything. I need a picture. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, these kids are so cute. Go ahead. And this is, uh, what's his name? Saka. Their names are so similar that I have trouble separating them. So they have this little church out on an island, which is one of the islands that was uh, called Women's Island, and there were killing fields all over that island. So this little girl had um, a deaf ear, which was, which was uh, cured. So. And this is, uh, this is our friend singing. <laughs> this is another little church we went to on another island, much bigger island. And we did have a chance to go uh, to San Reap, which is where the um, Angkor Wat is located, which is a world heritage site, big old temples from the 10th, 11th, 12th centuries. And uh, we, we had the opportunity to go to this church, which was a four-square church, very different from everywhere else we'd been because it was, like, very large, very elaborate, you know, crystals hanging off of things. But they were an amazing group, full of the spirit and... Uh, the pastor there was a healer, too, so she was, you know, right into it, and we got to watch, the, uh, there was a young man who was having breathing issues, and I prayed for him. It seemed like everybody who came to me for breathing issues was healed, so that was, that was good. Um, but anyway, we got to watch him give his dedication and give his, his life over to the Lord and become a member of the church that day, so that was great. Go ahead. And this was just some of the traditional outfits that they wear. The pastor is the one in the pink. And this was a Presbyterian church. Uh, Pulak's brother is a pastor. And so he was in charge of this church that was about an hour outside of uh, Phnom Penh. And a lot of elderly people. It was one of those churches where they took their little, like, cart and then went to a little area, filled up the cart and brought them back, went to another area, filled up the cart and brought them back. <laughs> They were very sweet. And we noticed um, a lot of them had never heard this message at all. So there were some that had like witchcraft strings. For the Buddhist, Buddhism, they put, the witch doctors will put like strings around people's wrists, around their waists. In fact, the guy who was dedicating his life a couple of days before was like, kept picking up his shirt to show them he had gotten rid of all his strings. <laughs> But they were, like, the couple of them, at least the ones that I had prayed for, were very anxious to go, like, here, take it, you know, get rid of it. So that was good. We want to we see people free. Go ahead. And this was uh, Kampot province, which was out towards the ocean. So we're going total opposite direction now. And um, powerful worship there. And you can keep going there. Most of the time, it's really hard for us to have pictures of people's reactions because we're all, we're, you know, ministering. In Philippines, we had somebody that grabbed the camera and took pictures. But here, I got to, like, step back for a second and take pictures. So these are their reactions when they've been prayed for. And what happened here was a ton of people, lots and lots of arthritis in these countries. And these ladies were all healed of arthritis. All their backs were healed. And this little guy had a little cataract starting, so we wanted to fend that one off. And this was the women's meeting that Nolia was talking about. Uh, this was in Phnom Penh, so we didn't get to do a lot of ministry in the, in the city itself, but this one happened to be there. 
and this was a pastor who was from Korea, really doing great work for God. And you can keep going on that one. And this was um, the lady there. She helped us organize everything. She just had heart surgery not too long ago, but she was doing great. And she came with us everywhere with her high heels and her skirts and got in the back of the van. <laughs> she was hilarious. Yes, Saran's wife. Yeah, she's just, you could tell that she's just wants to see everybody brought into the kingdom. And this was back on Women's Island. We went back for the Sunday service and we got to do a baby dedication for little cousins. They were cousins. And I just loved this random woman that was driving down past the church, so I had to take a picture. <laughs> And when we were in Vietnam, we didn't get to do a lot of ministry, but we did get to visit, uh, this is Ming, or Min, Min. And uh, David and Nolia know him from having an orphanage that's about 30 minutes outside the city, and he wanted me to see it. But when he picked us up, he said, well, I'm going to take you somewhere different. And turns out they have this house that they, it's called Hope, House of Hope. And what they're doing is they are... Uh, hosting families, kind of like Ronald McDonald House, where for free, they can host up to 25 people as their children are having surgery at the local hospitals. And these are mostly people that come from the provinces, you know, have never been to a city before, they don't even know how to get around in the city. And so he's got this house that he's set up. The young lady there is the, the housekeeper and the host. And it was an amazing... Uh, Little, little place that was very convenient for the, for the families. So it's amazing ministry. Yeah, and, and River of Life support, has supported them for a long time. And this was a family that happened to come in as we were sitting there. So uh, the little baby is, had, is 10 months old and had five surgeries already. Yeah, so, and you can't really see it here, but his little arm was all wrapped up his, um, his hand, the, the father showed us a picture that the hand, the fingers were black from gangrene and that the latest surgery had been, they had to take his fingers off um, and they was, he was there for a follow-up. But uh, later on when we were getting the tour, we, David and I had gone up the stairs and we got to pray for the baby. Go ahead. And that's his little face, so cute. <laughs> And I think that's the last one. And that's just the last night we treated ourselves to a little boat cruise in, Shang in Shanghai, Ho Chi Minh City. So, um, and it was just an amazing trip. And you know, I just want to encourage everybody: if you if you get the opportunity to go, go. Praise the Lord. We're we're very open to people traveling with us because uh, that's a. The best way to get an importation work right with someone working in the miracles. That's what we do in the School of Supernatural down here to train people. But I mentioned that we, we need the Holy Spirit uh, so much on this. And we've had uh, even Team Supernatural while we were gone studying uh, Sensitivity of the Spirit, which I'm going to put on Facebook. I'm going to recommend everyone to read that book and study it because I've just gone through the second time and it's increasing my sensitivity greatly in the spirit realm. <clears throat> but we need the Holy Spirit. Jesus, uh, I even in the Word of God, told us, he said that, uh, that he, the people that believes, as the Scripture has said, 
out of his belly would flow rivers of living water. Then the writers explained that he was speaking of the spirit that they believed in him should receive. Because the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit was not yet given because he was not yet glorified. Jesus kept telling us that, that the promise of the Father was coming. He says it expedient that he go away. His death, burial, resurrection, and ascension was necessary for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus said, the works that I do, you will do, and greater works than these will you do, because I go to the Father. Think about it. Amen. That, that he had to go to the Father for that baptism of the Holy Spirit to come. Acts 1 and 8 said, you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come. And I, I am totally dependent on Holy Spirit, even today. Totally dependent on Holy Spirit to move, even in this meeting right now, for the little bit of time we have left, that you could be healed, you could be set free. I want to share a couple other miracles. Uh, I've shared a little bit with others that uh, uh, in Philippines and Cambodia, if you have a, a, a U.S. bill that's torn just a little bit, they will not accept it. You cannot use it. My son in the gospel, Pastor Jojo, came back to me. We carry a large amount of cash with us. Uh, from our ministry account to use for training. We spent a lot on training there in transportation. It has seven $100 bills that are all tore. They could not take them. So I had to exchange and give him uh, more that was not tore. I put an envelope. We went to Cambodia, kept it in the safe. I opened it up in, in the, from the safe and looked at it. All seven of those $100 bills had been healed. Not a single tear in them. That's my God. See, our miracles are not just physical. Uh, they're, they're also uh, physical and sometimes in other ways. Uh, just before we left Vietnam, I, Lois had came to our hotel room. I told her my, my glass case, not this, the other one, the, the spring, it broke. I said, I need a rubber band. We opened the hotel, our door of the hotel, and right on the floor, there, there was a rubber band laying there. I picked it up and put it on there. That's not an accident. Amen. Uh, some of you know that even uh, uh, some time back, while I still had my Harley, I was getting ready to wash it. And, and I had one of those uh, um, um, you know, um, pressure washer. Thank you. Still got jet lag real bad. But anyway, uh, pressure washer, it wouldn't work. So I told no, I don't know, well, I guess I know supernaturally, but I told her, do you have one of them old hat pins that has a big piece in the pin? I don't know why I asked for that. And she said, I don't think we've had anything like that for years around there. I went to walk across my garage while she's in the house. Look, I looked down the floor. There's a hat pin. I picked it up. I said, that's a coincidence. That's what I thought. And then I went to my, my machine, and I hit the trigger. It worked perfect. I didn't even have to unstop it. And she came out and said, I can't find anything. I checked the floor. Nothing there. And, and I went back through the garage. I looked down again. The second hat pin. I still have them hanging in my house. Supernaturally. You see, angels are listening. Many times when we speak like that, things begin to show up. I have stuff like this all the time. But we need Holy Spirit. And, and we, we need that power of God. That most Christians think that, you know, I believe that you can receive Jesus and go to heaven. Hopefully you can. But his will is for you to have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. In fact, if you read the book of Acts, from the book of Acts, Acts 2, 1 through 4, you'll never see him send anyone out without the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Even his own apostles, his disciples, he said, go back to Jerusalem and wait to do with power from on high. That he wants to work in the power of him, that we have to do the works he does. Not the works he did, the works he does right now. 
Amen. We, we've seen this trip, blinded eyes open, several sets of blinded eyes pop open. Amen. Bearing wounds open, testimonies of cancers of past being healed. Amen. Tumors disappearing. I got Pastor Jojo being my tumor man. People have a tumor. Say, Come on, Pastor Jojo, take care of that tumor. Why? Because I'm training him. Because when I leave, see, when I leave those nations, Jesus doesn't leave. I said, when I'm back in cold New York, Jesus is still out there in the jungles and in the rice fields. And I want to train and equip people that one day I'll be off the scene. My, my walk across this stage of life would be over. But I want to equip people that will carry on the anointing God has given me. And I do that by training them, really hands-on training. That's what we do downstairs at School of Supernatural. We're releasing something to people that you will not hear from a regular pulpit. If you listen to it, it's on YouTube, right out front with everything we teach. Amen. I have, uh, I mean, 130 YouTube videos, something like that on now. Be probably 131 today after today. Praise God. But training people to operate in that power, that we need that presence of God. And, and I want to be sensitive. And I explained something I teach it a while back, that Jesus said that it's the comforter, the teacher, he said, he said he'll never leave you or forsake you, you know, that he'll be with you to the end of this age, the way he's speaking of. That's the whole message, that he'll be with you. But most people will receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues in the evidence, and they think that's all it's about, feel a few bumps, but to give you power. Amen. The book of Jews said you're praying in the Holy Spirit, building up your most holy faith. Hallelujah. I build up my faith. Amen. Uh, just yesterday, uh, after I printed up the message I ministered uh, this morning downstairs, I walked back in my office and I just began to pray in tongues. Tears began to come down my face. And suddenly I was in the spirit room and God was showing me things right here that I want to go into right now, but He's showing it to me in the supernatural. Amen. You can go in the presence of God. I've been called several times in the third heaven, been called away in the spirit room multiple times. I've been to hell, Luke 16, with my two warring angels one time. It's real. Everything is real that God said. Amen. So you need to begin to depend on Holy Spirit. That you have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it's more than just feeling bumps in your arm. You're supposed to be healing the sick, casting devils out. Amen. The word of God said, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak in due tongues. They shall take up serpents and they drink any daily thing. It will not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. These things happen. Jesus said, as you go, preach the kingdom of heaven is near. I bring the kingdom of heaven here today with a word. The kingdom of heaven comes down. Amen. He said to heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, and cast out demons. Freely receive, freely give. Most Christians want to punch in and out on Sunday. That's it. But, hey, it's out there, right here in this area. We've healed broken hips right in front of the parking lot of Timbrook Commons. Amen. Crippled hips walking out. Healed right in the parking lot. Healed, healed checkout people right in the checkout line of Wally World. Amen. We were in the Wally World Friday night with jet lag, and I was so tuned up in the spirit. Man, there's too many spirits running around there. I had to get out of that place. Amen. I went and got a haircut. I heard more curse words than I heard in six weeks. That's a good thing about them speaking another language. You don't know what they're saying. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. I have a whole lesson on that, too. Bless you, curse not. If you hear that, you, you may be shaking up, but it's the Word of God. Amen. So let Holy Spirit take his liberty. So right now, let, let's stand up together. I must just speak a word of faith. 
That's all it needs. And certainly our team will come up here and lay hands if you need that. But I'm just going to speak the word of faith. The healer is here. His name is Jesus. Holy Spirit is moving in here right now. So in the name of Jesus, I command every sickness, every disease, every spirit of infirmity, every foul spirit of death, leave right now. I break every chain. I break every fetter, every addiction, every spirit of addiction, amen, to drugs, to, to narcotics, other things, Lord God, nicotine, every addiction to pornography. I break it right now in the name of Jesus, that whom the Son shall make free is free indeed. I release the faith of God. I release financial blessings upon them. I release it right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I command every chain, every fetter, every spirit of adultery, every spirit of fornication break right now. In Jesus' name, you cannot go to heaven with that impossibility. In Jesus' name. Let's just begin to pray in the Spirit. Lamb of God, I plead your holy blood over this congregation. God, let the blood of Jesus, like a giant tsunami, sweep this congregation right now. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, those bound up right now, they realize they can be free today. Free today, in Jesus' name. I cannot get away from that. Addictions are being broken right now. You don't have to live with that addiction. Cast your cares upon him right now. He cares for you. He loves you. He'll take it away. In Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. I command gallstones disappear right now. Kidney stones disappear. Cancer, go. You foul spirit of death, go now in Jesus' name. I command you to go. Every barren womb, every female problem, heal now in Jesus' name. Spirit of arthritis, come out of them. Pain, spirit of pain, go in Jesus' name. I command deaf ears open right now. And hear my words now. Deaf ears open now. In Jesus' name. Let the fire of God begin to come up on them. Let the holy fire of God. God, let it be king's fire. Let the king's fire begin to fall upon this congregation. Let people walk out with power and might of the spirit. Begin to heal the sick in the streets. You will go to homes I'll never go to, workplaces I'll never walk into, hospitals I'll never visit, but you will go. You'll be there. You are the witness. You're the one to do it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Bless Pastor Josh Elaine, Pastor Chris and his family. Bless in the mighty ways they lead this, this congregation. Bless them, Lord. Holy Spirit, folks, I want you to let the Holy Spirit be real to you. What you focus on shows up. 
begin to focus on him. The book of Joshua said, meditate on the word of God day and night. Don't let it depart from your mouth. Read it, think about it, speak it. Amen. Begin to focus on the Holy Spirit. Your dependency on him. See, even though you have the Holy Spirit in you, and he'll never leave you or forsake you, his manifestation will. You can quench Holy Spirit by actions. That book deals a lot of that. We've been dealing with a lot of it. Just because you have it don't mean he manifests. That's why we have such a move of God. We allow him to manifest. We allow him to manifest. Holy Spirit, take your liberty right now. I release a peace of God that passes all understanding upon them right now. Great peace have they that love your law, and nothing shall offend them, your word says. God, every spirit of offense, let it leave right now. Let those chains break off right now. In Jesus' name. Father, I thank you. There's angels among us right now. I thank you for the angels that's among us right now. There's a gentle warmth going right through this whole place right now. You'll feel things go by you like a warmth. It's a host of heaven. People are being healed right now. People are being healed in their body right now. Being healed. Spirits are being cast out right now. Every, every demonic power I command to break right now and go. In Jesus' name. Pastor Josh, 1201, I'll pay this. <laughs> hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I just feel the Holy Spirit. Well, he was certainly telling me this, and so I'll share it with you, that there are a lot of things that to grow spiritually I will have to unlearn. And I've called myself a student my whole life because I feel like no matter what I've learned, I always want to learn more. Google is a great blessing and detriment at the same time, I'm sure, for many of us. Information isn't going to save us. We're saved by grace through faith. We're not saved by grace through study, intellectual development, personal growth. We're saved by grace through faith. Faith's of the heart. It's not of the mind. And so I'm challenged with that. I don't know all the things I'm sure I will need to unlearn, but maybe that speaks to some of us who've been believers for a few decades or so. Maybe there's some things that to grow spiritually we will have to actually have to unlearn before we just add some new knowledge to the pile of what's been learned with the knowledge of good and evil that we got from the tree that we weren't supposed to eat from in the first place. So I just, I just felt that. I didn't hear an audible voice, but I just felt so clearly that Holy Spirit was telling me, you got some things to unlearn, bud. <laughs> A lot of times we think about growth, we think about education and moving forward, and it tells us we got to go get another degree or we got to go back to school, we got to go add some more stuff to our knowledge. And I feel like maybe for some of us spiritually, there's actually some things that for our faith to grow, for our spirit to grow, we've actually got to unlearn some stuff. And so maybe this is just personal in your prayer time. Maybe start it instead of, Lord, show me something new. Show me something that tingles my ears, something new that adds to me. Maybe go back and say, Lord, is there anything I've learned incorrectly that I need to go back and get the correct 
education in. And I don't know who that's speaking to. I know it's speaking to me. And um, yeah, so I feel like that's Pastor David. There's a major virus in the bloodstream being healed right now. I just saw in the spirit realm. Amen. It's being healed. You, you thought you would end up dying from that. You didn't think there's any healing. You're being healed right now. Amen. You're being healed. Even as I stood there next to you, brother, there's a huge angel with me right now. I feel him right now standing here. The, the, the angelic host is in here. This is no joke. This is not play church. This is not predicate for Jesus. People are being healed. If you thought you were going to die, you're going to live. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not sure who needs to unlearn this, but a lot of folks, it's amazing, have been taught in some form or manner that healing is not for today. And so you're hearing about miracles and still you're at the baseline of just, is it even possible to be healed? Maybe that's one of the things you've got to unlearn. Because it's been very made plain, made very plain that God is a healer. He is now who he was, and tomorrow he'll be the same as he was yesterday, today, and future. And so we've just got to, you know, maybe it's a, maybe it's a wrestling. Maybe we've learned something a certain way for many years. It's not easy to just let that go and be like, oh, okay, I'll just stop. No, it's part of you. It's become part of how you process information, how you process the gospel message when you hear it preached. And if those things are just kind of hitting up inside you and you feel like, well, I need a healing. I know someone that needs to be healed, but I've just never really, that's just spooky or it's not just let that go. That might be just your step of faith. Maybe it's not the faith to believe. It's the faith to just let go of the stuff you learned incorrectly so that you can receive what God has for you. I love the idea that they've been back for five years, 15 years in some cases, and they're going back to find out the things that had happened. God's word is like that. It's a seed that is planted. And you don't always get to see the full manifestation of what that seed's going to become, but God watches over those words that are planted to perform them or to bring them to fulfillment and fruition and visibility. And I just want to encourage you in that. Maybe you leave today and you just feel like, man, I've got a lot to process. That's good. That means some seeds went in there. That means something is changing in you. And there's an opportunity for you to either meditate on that and grow that and invest in that or disregard it. That's ultimately our decision. But I thank God that he is moving among us this morning. I thank God for those healings that are happening Mentally, emotionally, physically, financially, financially. I love that one church service where you just see him praying financial blessing over folks that for them to be blessed financially might just be to make sure they know they have enough food for the next week. And I just want to encourage all of us as we just close with a word of prayer that nothing is too big for God, but nothing is too little either. He's interested in those details. He's interested in the hairpin on the garage floor just to remind you that he, he can do it. Some of the things we don't see happening in the time we want them to happen in, it's just developing trust in us. It's teaching us that we know who said it. We know the one whose time frame it is that it'll be completed in. And we can rest in that. Heavenly Father, we thank you right now. Thank you that the word that has come forth for the healing and the manifestation of Holy Spirit that's coming. Lord, I know that We've all received part of that. But for those, Lord, who maybe just need to go and process and get in the word for themselves, maybe some of these things raised today will just draw them back into the truth of your scripture to find what you actually have already said and made plain so that they can unlearn some of the things that were learned incorrectly. Father, we thank you that your spirit is the 
is the source of our strength, that without Holy Spirit we can do nothing. It's not by our might and our power, but it is by your spirit. It's by you and who you've placed within us. And so, Lord, we look to that inside kingdom that you placed inside the heart of all who've been filled by you. And we thank you that when we go out of this place, we're not lacking or missing anything because we've left a room in Lake Katrine, New York. But we go out of this place with the fullness of heaven and the kingdom that's represented by the majesty the name that is above every name, that when we go into the places where we feel inadequate, it's not that you're inadequate. You are within us, and therefore you have made us able to do what you've called us to do, to believe in the face of unbelief, to be light in a dark place. Lord, thank you for your blessing and for just the, the refreshing of the team that's come back to us for the Cordos and for Lois. Lord, we just pray that you'd refresh them, that you'd just continue to recharge them, that the jet lag would, would just be eradicated that as they've poured out this morning, you would just pour back in. And Lord, that you would even stir hearts in this room to support River of Life World Missions, that when we connect ourselves to what you're doing around the world, we are in spirit connected to those blessings and the fruit that comes from that. God, we thank you that you have promised us to never leave us or forsake us. And we go out of this room knowing that you not just go with us, but you go with us on the inside of us. You dwell within those who have chosen to follow and believe that your word is true. And you have filled this temple made of clay with the treasure of heaven. God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for all that you'll accomplish in it. In Jesus' name, amen. So release you now. But if you see somebody that looks like they need an encouragement, go ahead and comfort somebody. See a face you don't recognize, go ahead and fix that. God bless you. We have folks at the front to pray for you. If you would like someone to just join in faith with your need, come to the front, please.